Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchmen Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? This is the Watchman Inc. Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Mikesell, and today we have a little bit of a different episode than we do each week, and we're still going to continue along the other episodes with me and T-Mac, but I told everybody, and you know, it's something that's been on my heart and the Lord's been telling me to do, is that uh, I want to bring all kinds of content to you guys right now on this podcast, not just, you know, the crazy digging and always being in the rabbit hole. I know that that's just not for everybody, or there's a time and a place for that and listening to that, and I know it's hard, so... The Lord's really been putting on my heart to just make a podcast like this where I just take a little bit shorter time so that you can take this and you can listen to it on the road or you can listen to it for, you know, future Bible study or something, because that's ultimately what I'm here to do is I'm ultimately here to preach the word of God and to tell people about the scriptures and how to understand the scriptures and decipher the scriptures. I'm not perfect in my walk or my ways, but I have been given the gift, just like we all can be given the gift of understanding what the Bible is trying to teach us and show us when we really do put our faith fully in that it is God's word. And I think that's a thing that Christians have a hard time with these days is because there's so many different translations and there's so many people fighting about what the Bible said or what it didn't say or this translation or that like It really is a tool of the enemy to make the body of Christ not come together to have these kinds of studies or these kinds of interactions to learn and not necessarily to fight. We can agree and disagree on this or that with theology, but the Bible's pretty clear about what it's trying to teach mankind and teach humans when they truly first understand what it takes to understand the scriptures and how the scriptures came to us. I mean... The Bible is called God's word. And in the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And that's essentially what you are. We as humans are just atoms of light and energy. And that goes on on a different tangent of things. But we're very special and we are created by God and in his image. And when you understand that God can give us an instruction manual, that's almost what I consider the Bible is an instruction manual because what thing on earth or anything that you buy these days, what doesn't come with an instruction manual? Think about it, okay? Even on the back of how to do the most basic things, It gives you instructions because it wants you to know that these are the steps to ultimately use this tool or this object or understand this particular thing by going by the instructions. We've all gone and done a project or we've definitely, you know, bought something from Ikea or whatever store, Walmart, and we get the instructions. I use Ikea because we all know those those instructions are yeah 
a nightmare, literally a nightmare. You got to pray before you start building Ikea furniture. <laughs> but can you imagine if you bought the Ikea furniture or whatever brand furniture that didn't come with instructions on how to put all the pieces together? You would honestly probably give up every single time before you could complete it. And there are a few special people that can do the thing without, you know, needing to see the instructions, but they've also had practice probably, whether that be in their career or things they like to do in their free time, you know? So Jesus was a carpenter and he could have probably done things without instructions because once you become a master or efficient in whatever it is you choose to do on this earth, you now don't need instruction as much when you become proficient. And so that proficiency leads to you being able to then what? Teach. And so that's just kind of how it goes with the Bible and why we all can become teachers and also always be students of other teachers is because that constant practice and that constant searching of how to understand the instructions in the manual leads to ultimate success. And there's nothing that we can do when you actually read what the Bible is trying to tell us that where we can be successful without God. That is what the Bible is teaching is that everything that we can see on this earth or where we've gotten to this point in history and where mankind's at currently without faith and without hope in the Lord, the living Lord Jesus Christ we wouldn't exist. That's the truth. We honestly, we have been perished in our, in our sins and our transgressions long ago, because there's a lot of evil, crazy stuff going on behind the scenes, always every single day. And by choice too, you know, there's always a situation where you can find forgiveness and try to find hope even in this evil world. But some of this stuff right now that is going on is very dangerous and is Honestly, I've seen it and I see it on the, you know, on social media or even just when I go to the grocery store, you know, I think people are starting to lose hope right now. And that's why I want to just come on here right now and talk for just a bit and tell you there is plenty of hope to still be had in the Lord and what he's doing on earth right now. And I truly want you to understand that even if you don't listen to other people podcast, you know, episodes of mine, because they're a little too crazy, or you just don't have the time to look into certain things that we're starting to talk about or get into. And I said, it's all based off of how deep you want to go with the Lord and just all the stuff that there is available on earth to dig into. That's why I call them rabbit holes is because you can start on a topic of really anything. And then you can continue to dig into that and see where, where it's roots from or where, where the origin comes from or like how it came to be, you know, like sometimes I, I, I think that humans also forget that we have this smart computer attached to our fingertips and we're so busy on the social media and doing other things that are just mindless and not really benefiting us every single day, like other than hitting that brain receptor to give you that serotonin high to make you feel good or to make you laugh after a long day of work or whatever it is. Um, we all, you know, have fallen victim to it and we've all let it seep into our reality. And it's definitely scary when you continue to look into the deeper agenda behind us all being so ingrained into our phones and ingrained into technology and all of this stuff. Like that's part of the plan to ultimately have 
you know, God's revelation come to earth is we get so distracted by all of this magic or this, you know, technology that can give us this whole different life. You know, even me sitting here talking on this microphone and recording right now, like this is going to be heard by people that I never have to even see their face. And that's just crazy to think about because you start reading the Bible and that kind of exposure wasn't available and a lot of hard work was done to get God's word to us today so that I could sit here on this piece of technology and preach it freely to the masses for whoever wants to hear it and then they can go and share this or share the Bible that's ultimately what you should do I mean I don't care if you share my podcast but share the word of God that is ultimately what my podcast is here to motivate and give you hope in when you decide to help others find the hope and faith in Jesus that's when you now become very strong and Life doesn't really get you down as much as it does for some people that don't have anything to cling on to because Jesus is our ultimate hope in God. And we just have to go back to the Bible ultimately and see what does it mean to have hope in God and what does it, his word say about having hope and faith? Why have hope? First, you know, we got to look at what the root meaning of hope is. And it actually comes from the Greek word elp. Elpis, which means expectation or to anticipate, which is usually to anticipate with pleasure and faith. Okay, faith is built into the definition of hope. And now what does the Bible say about faith? And honestly, you know, I could sit here and tell you what faith means to me, but I like to use the scripture as my base and my foundation of what, you know, God is trying to tell us about these words and his word and faith is a huge factor in Christianity or religion, whatever, even life, you know, like I could break it down to as simple as you have faith in every single driver you pass every single day on the road because they are going to obey the traffic laws. They're sober enough. They haven't been drinking and driving or, you know, you have faith that they're in full control of that car. And if they're not, well, we know what happens, accidents, and those accidents lead to unfortunately death. Okay. And so you put your faith in things that you don't understand every single day on the small scale that could impact your life or impact others' lives without you really thinking about it too, too deeply that that is faith. Like it's faith, you know, faith is something that is unseen. And so that's actually what the Bible says. So I'd like to read to you Hebrew Hebrews chapter 11 and what the Bible describes as faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. 
but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and went out not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned the land of the promise, as in the strange country, dwelling in the tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob and the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God." Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky and the multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received their promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they had came out, they might had opportunity to have it returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and that he had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the depart of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was proper child, and they were afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he has come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for their season, esteeming the approach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto recompense of the reward. By faith forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to all, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believeth not, and she had received the spies with, the, with peace. And what shall I say more, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jepheth, and of David, and then also Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the 
violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. The women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. The others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yeah, and moreover, the bonds of imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains, and in the dens and of the cave and by all of these things have obtained a good report through faith received not the promise god having provided some better things for us that they without us should not be made perfect okay that's a lot i know that's a lot but that's just that's history that's history that's god telling us right here in this chapter through prophets, through kings, through all of these men that went through history that never got to see Jesus, that never got to, you know, ultimately witness what he did on their cross, but were continuously renewed and given faith by God that he was with them and that he would come through on his promise. Because you have to remember people in the Old Testament, you are under the law, okay? That's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is God and his commandments and his law that he's establishing with the tribes of Israel, you know, and all the stuff that's occurring on earth with all the other tribes that are, you know, worshiping pagan from ancient Babylonian teachings and stuff. You've just got this conflict of people trying to settle and find land and God is, you know, showing his people, the Israelites, I'm going to take you to the promised land and I will protect you and I will create a covenant with you. And so that's Abraham. And then it's uh, a way of showing that Abraham was faithful to God. He didn't tempt him, but he asked him, he said, if you have faith in me, then you will give up your only son, Isaac. Okay. And so he asked Abraham to kill his son. Now that sounds, a lot of people would be like, why would God ever ask a man to do something so radical and so crazy to show that he has faith in him? Because he's about to do it for all of mankind and he's about to do it through his son. Because remember, Jesus is God, but the father is the father. He is the creator, the ultimate supreme being, Elohim in, in Hebrew, God. Okay. Jesus is the flesh of God. This is the Trinity. And many will argue and say that Trinity is not doctrine or that it's stolen. What? No, this is how God reveals himself to all of these prophets and all of these teachers through the Bible. He is physical with his earthly presence in his form of Jesus Christ. He has the presence of the fire and all of the elements that he comes with before Jesus and the, the flesh part of him. And then after Jesus dies, the gift of the Holy Spirit was given to mankind. That's what the book of Acts is all about is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And so we just really have to see that Hebrews right here is telling us that faith in God and what he's doing and what he's been doing through all of this evil and all of these things that have occurred on earth because Satan has corrupted the minds of men and women and, you know, even children. It's very unfortunate that he he's a very deceiving 
figure because he makes himself a not seem real to most people because they can't see him. See, faith is the things in the unseen. And even Satan knows that if people can't see it or if they don't recognize what his signs and his symbols are to show that he is here on earth and amongst us, then that's how he wins is because he knows that the unseen is what's going to ultimately get you into a trap. Just because you can't see something like the wind, for instance, you've never seen what wind looks like, but we, we know that the wind exists and we know that, you know, air pushes onto something and then makes it move, but you don't see that wind. And that's kind of like the spirit of God. Like, you're not going to necessarily see it or have this huge revelation of light come to your face when you have God in your life all the time. But he will do amazing things and he will show you that he is with you when you ultimately put your faith and then your hope into him and the things that you have not seen yet, but he has already revealed. That is what's happening on earth right now is he is trying to use people like me and many other people people, whether whatever space it be in the churches, in the streets, on, you know, the rooftops, wherever anybody is willing to preach this gospel of Jesus Christ, he is going to use right now because he needs to try and provide as much hope as possible to people so that, you know, we don't lose it because there will be a time where he takes he takes himself away from the earth. That is Revelation, okay? I don't want to get into that right now. But the book of Revelation, many Christians don't want to get into because there's been too many people cry wolf so many times. There's been so many people say, the end of times, the end of days now, this is going to happen, God's going to return. Those are all false prophets and those are all false teachers, wolves in sheep clothing. If anybody you're following or anybody that you're listening to in this Christian space tells you that, A, you can be God or receive the Christ consciousness run. If they tell you what day God is coming or Jesus Christ is going to return, run, you know, because they don't know because not even Christ himself knows. It says only the father in heaven knows, not even the angels nor the son know. So Jesus is just waiting. He knows that the time is going to be coming, but ultimately God is holding out. He truly is holding out right now to get as many people into the pen. That's what I mean when I preach that Jesus is out to find the one more sheep. Like Jesus knows that he's not going to save the masses. He died for the whole entire world, John 3, 16. But he literally knows that not everybody's going to choose him. And so that's why he says that the harvest is plenty, but he needs workers to go out and to gather the harvest that is ready. Because as a farmer or somebody that grows vegetables and fruit, you cannot have anything planned, like no vacations. You can't go to Disneyland. You can't go to Mexico. You can't know. You have to have the ability to be able to harvest your crops when the time is right. Okay. You do not do it too early and you don't do it too late because if you do it too early, then it's not going to produce as well. And it's not going to get as big or, 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 or nourishing. But if you do it too late, then you start getting rotten food. That's why the timing has to be perfect perfect and why it's such an amazing thing to see how God's timing is always perfect. And sometimes we lose hope in that. And I'm here to tell you right now, don't, okay? Don't lose hope because there's so much good happening on the earth right now. But the TV, turn it off, all right? Turn it off if you're sitting there
there watching the news, no matter what you're watching, Fox, CNN, ABC, whatever, stop watching it if it's just making you feel hopeless because that's its job. Its job is to keep bringing you in and hitting the neurological receptors of negativity and doubt and, and interest. Like that's why they also give you these breaking crazy stories because now your mind is interested. Nobody's interested in hearing good things, but everyone's interested to hear when something terrible happens. But when something terrible happens, that is an opportunity also for us to tell people about Christ and give them hope because God said that the things that are happening right now would be what was happening. And it's, it's coming down the pipeline, people like I'm not sitting here, like I said, telling you that I know anything about God's ending and how he's going to end this. But my, you know, reading of the scripture and trusting the manual, I'm seeing things that are, are definitely alarming. And as I've said on this podcast before, the Watchmen in Christ is a movement to help family, friends, co-workers whoever that may be on the cusp of just seeing the things around us right now and saying you know I'm just kind of losing hope and I'm kind of just not feeling the way things are going because I never would have imagined we've gotten to this place you know based off of the sacrifices that their mothers their fathers their grandparents their great-grandparents you know all of our ancestors made to give us these freedoms at least here where I'm at in America we are so privileged to be able to believe and have the faith in Jesus because a lot of places don't. And you need to remember that every single day when you decide that, you know, you don't want to read your Bible or, you know, and we've all, we all get caught up, including me. Okay. This isn't to condemn you. This is to give you hope and show you that if you just give a little bit of time to God each and every single day, he can fill your cup up. He can literally make you feel like, it doesn't matter what's happening. Like he just said in Hebrew, in Hebrews, by faith, Enoch was translated. Go and study what the word translated is, okay? It, something is coming big that God wants to do, but he needs to wake up as many people as possible. And it's the rapture. And many don't believe in it. And many may argue or disagree. But the way I read my Bible... God's always been carrying humans through, through grace and through our faith, because ultimately at the flood, we should have never gotten even to this point. God could have restarted and just redone everything, but he didn't. He found grace upon Noah and his blood and was able to use his seed and create a seed to eventually fulfill the plan. That's why God didn't restart because he's God. He, he knew what was going to happen. He knows, but he's, he's allowed us to choose Free will is the greatest gift that mankind has received. So never forget that. Remember, God's not going to come and pound on your head and tell you, hey, I'm here, accept me now or else do or else go to hell. Like, no, he's not going to do that. He's trying to warn you through his word, but you have to willingly want to pick it up and read it. But before you read it, you have to give your life to Christ because many read the Bible and they still don't understand what it means. Yet it's so simple that a child can read it and understand what it means. And it's the gospel to lead us to salvation. All right. There's a lot of things that have happened throughout history to get us the Bible. 
And once you understand that, you understand why there are things that needed to be taken out or things that need to be left out. Not because God is trying to hide anything from us, but because he already knew that most people won't even want to read the book that he has given us in our time. And I truly believe as a man of God that God's word has been preserved for us. And, you know, that's why I read the King James Bible. I just, you know, it's it's based off of a lot of different things that I've prayed about and that I've come to just realize that it, it makes me feel full. Like that's the Bible that makes me feel full. And I'm not sitting here knocking the Bible or any Bible, but, but you know, it's just how deep do you want to take your relationship with God at the end of the day? Because it's your choice. It's not my choice. You can sit here and listen to this and, you know, hope that I talk about this or that. But at the end of the day, if you're searching and you want to want answers, then you need to go to God. Okay. Because he will provide those answers. He will give you the faith and he will provide you with the substance that you need to get through whatever it is you're needing to get through, okay? Like, hope is such an important thing to tell our family, our friends, and everything about, and that hope comes from first accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior, because then you are now eternally secure through his blood and through his sacrifice. For great by grace we are saved, not of work, so that no man can boast. So if somebody's telling you that you got to do this or that, to be saved or that you got to follow a certain doctrine of, of the law and the commandments or, or attach works with salvation run. Okay. Run because Christ is telling you how to be saved and what it takes to be saved. Paul is telling you how to be saved and how to be saved. I'll read it right now because Romans 10 is a wonderful book to just Read and give to somebody that is looking for the truth of what the gospel is teaching. Now, just understand, your heart is where God looks at your faith and and where he sees if you are truly after him. All right. He looks at your heart. Okay. So we'll start Romans 10, 10, 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on the wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart, and God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich upon all that call upon him. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they not believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they not hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah say, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It's that simple. Romans 10, 9 through 14, 13. Okay, read the whole chapter of Romans 10 to understand. But 
That's that simple, okay? It's simple to get somebody saved and to give them hope. You tell them about Romans. Tell them, do you want to be saved? Do you want to have hope? Do you want to put your faith in something that is eternally secure, past the grave? That's what Jesus does for us people. He gives us eternal security, okay? And when you have that in your heart and in your mind every single day, it doesn't matter what the devil does or what kind of trials or temptations or whatever God puts us through. Because ultimately we've all fallen short. That's also what the Bible teaches. Romans, read the book of Romans. If you really want to understand the gospel. First, I recommend read John and then read Romans. They all describe the same thing, but you know, it's just really important to understand how we are saved right now. And there's a lot of false teachers out there and I don't care to call those people out by name, but I'm just telling you, if you listen to my podcast and you understand your Bible and you want other people to understand, but you don't have the ways of helping them understand, maybe, you know, maybe they can just hear it from someone else and, and hear that hope is the things that we can all give each other if we do it with God first, okay, with God. I really do think that I'm going to continue to do little segments like this of the Bible alone and not get into the super crazy stuff always. And we'll continue the series on with T-Mac and, you know, the search of how we've gotten to this point and why the book of Revelation is going to come to pass. Remember that it will come to pass. So whoever's doubting that that will happen, you need to work on your faith because God said it would happen. Therefore, Maybe we don't know the time, but we might be able to know the season when we see the signs, okay? And that's all I'm asking you to do as a watchman is to have your eyes open so that you can see and your ears open so that you can hear. And then the Lord can provide you with all the hope and the truth that you desire. And all you have to do is pray. All you have to do is pray and ask the Lord to reveal to you your mission and what he wants for your life, okay? I tell you this because I love you and because he's shown me my mission. And so I pray and I hope for all of you that he provide the way, the truth, and the life to all and to always be with you. I love you. Good night. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in. To know the duty of a watchman, please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at Watchman Inc. for more details, content, and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless.